100 days until Ramadan. How much Arabic can someone learn in 100 days? I'm not an Arabic teacher who will use the old learn Arabic in three days or speak fluent Arabic in a year kind of headlines, but there is definitely something to be said for learning Arabic as quick as you can. At the end of the day, our entire lives are just a number of days, and we don't know how many days Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us. In addition, my dear Muslims, we have a strict deadline approaching, and we need to go all in. There is just way too much at stake. The month of Ramadan will be upon us in 100 days. This is a month in which the gates to hellfire are closed. One of its final nights is better than a thousand months, and the entire Qur'an is recited in mosques and homes all over the world. This relationship with the Qur'an is one which cannot, absolutely cannot, be deep and meaningful without a grasp on the Arabic language. So I'm sat here thinking of how I can help students learn as much as possible in 100 days before the start of Ramadan. And here are three things which come to mind. Number one. The first and most important thing is to prioritize. There is nothing quite like just getting rid of something. If your objective is to understand the Qur'an, focus on just understanding the Qur'an. The reason why Arabic takes so long to learn is because we want to learn to read, speak, understand and write all of Arabic for all purposes. And that's a good goal, but it's not the right one to have right now, with the knowledge that we're only 100 days away from Ramadan. The second is to have a routine. Routine and consistency are the superpowers of the children of Adam, whether it be in work, business, training or sports, and indeed the Arabic language. You maintain a train of thought, build momentum and overall accumulate far more practice hours than sporadic bursts of enthusiasm. Number three, the next thing is to set yourself up for longevity. The best way to do something for one week then never make progress in it again is to set an unrealistic New Year's resolution and then use up all of your energy as quick as possible. It's the oldest cliche in the book, but slow and steady wins the race. In fact, slow and steady is the only one who even finishes the race when it comes to the Arabic language. The best proposition I can offer is to cover the 100 most frequent words for understanding the Qur'an over the next 100 days. One video per day in a short five-minute lesson, digestible and to the point. I want to hear from as many students as possible to know that it will be worth it, but if there are over 20 people who want to see this 100 video series, and by the way, 100% for free, then I'll get straight to work. I hope to read your messages soon and to hear from you. Um, the four read uh, was um, my Arabists Digest. For those of you who don't know, the Arabists Digest is a weekly newsletter which I write for students who subscribe to it. If you would like to get hold of it every week, it will be delivered to your inbox every Sunday morning. And um, yeah, and I put in my thoughts on sort of progress um, of my students and learning the Arabic language and other general tips and advices for Arabic language students out there. And I envisage that it will kind of be the way that Arabic students all over the world spend their Sunday mornings. Um, so with this podcast, inshallah, I want to kind of delve a little bit more into what I mean by that and, um, you know, and, 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 um, and, and actually how we're going to act upon it. Um, because um, th there is a bit less than 100 days now until the month of Ramadan. And there's a lot to be said for just really zoning in on what your actual goal is you know as, as i mentioned in the, as i mentioned in in the reading that um a lot of the time people slow down their arabic a lot by not really knowing what they actually want to achieve you know people say i want to learn arabic you know to understand the quran they might say that but what they really mean is they want to know all arabic they want to be able to speak it they want to read it they want to be able to read it they want to be able to write it they want to be able to travel to egypt and 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 you know and order falafel in a restaurant they want to be able to do all of these things but when we're coming to the month of ramadan um, there's nothing quite like just saying no to the unnecessary stuff 
and really zoning in on the really necessary stuff. And we have the opportunity to do that in the next 100 days, um, next 97 days, but we'll, we'll, we'll cram 100 days worth of stuff into it. And so what I'd like to do is, um, is to create a playlist. I'll do a video every single day. Today, I'll do three, so we catch up up to the 97 days. And then every single day until the start of Ramadan, we'll cover a new word. And we can probably cover about 50% of the Qur'an in that time. Now in that time, we can probably cover about 50% of the words that is actually used in the Qur'an. And the objective of it is that the Muslims, when they come into the month of Ramadan, they have a more meaningful relationship with the Qur'an when they're actually going through it. I'm not saying that they'll be able to understand the whole Qur'an or that they'll be scholars of it or that they'll be able to um, create their own tafsir or anything like that. It's, it's not about that. It's about the people being, being able to sit with the Qur'an and have a more meaningful and engaged, direct relationship with it. So um, there are three sources that I've found. Um, there is a there is a document on Quran word frequency that I found. There is also a vocab list on Quizlet um, of the most frequently used verbs. These are in the Quran, and there's also a document called the eighty percent, eighty percent of the Quranic words, and um, and by using these, um, I've been able to put together a list of about a hundred words, um, you know, about about a hundred words which. Um, you know, which will equip us with a good 50% of the Qur'an, which is, um, you know, astonishing, really. You know, when, when we look at just the first few words, um, the, the way that this podcast is difficult to just receive in the email is I'm going to give you guys some of the words that, that we're going to be going over. I'll give you guys a head start on it. Um, and also it's helpful for me to put in audio format for those of you guys who, who missed out on it as well. So, I mean, like in this document that I'm reading in front of me, combined, you know, we have like... Um, how does this work? I mean, within just a few words, within just learning like five words, you can probably access about 10,000 words in the Qur'an. If you were to learn min, the word Allah, the word la, the word fi, and the word in, that's five words, right? Like those of you guys are on my program, if you're in book two, you'll know all those words. I mean, you know how to use them and others that are in here as well. So, um, you know, so like to be able to access 10,000 of the only 70,000 words, you know, you can have like 15, 20 percent of the Quran in just like the first 10 days that we could cover this. You know, you know, as I say, like, you know, coming to be a scholar of the Quran or whatever is a lot more work than this. Right. But this is like just a way for the masses. Now, this is a way for the general masses to build a quicker and more meaningful um, understanding of, of the Qur'an. So I want to hear from more people, inshallah, um, who will be interested in it, um, you know, because I, I want to make sure that it's worth it, because it's obviously it's a huge amount of work on my part. And, um, you know, I already, I already pretty much put out a video a day on my YouTube channel. Do you know what I mean? I'm already pretty much doing videos every single day. But um, I'm willing to I'm willing to do this, inshallah, if there are people who will follow along with it. And, and also if you guys will help me out by sharing it with other people too. You know, there's so much benefit and reward available for you guys who, who share it with other people as well. You know, like if you're to commit to it for the next hundred days and you were to get like another five people to commit to it, inshallah, the reward that they gain from having a more meaningful relationship with the Qur'an will in turn, um, you, you will in turn have a share of that. And obviously we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, that I will also have a share of that as well, which is why I'd like to make it for free and as available to people as possible. Um, okay, so for the, for the rest of the duration of this podcast, inshallah, let's, let's go through some of the words. Um, let's go. Let's get a head start on some of the words. Um, the idea is that I do a five-minute video every day. Well, maximum five minutes. Some of them will be shorter. Like when we're doing like a noun or a preposition or something that's really simple, we could probably do it in like a minute or two. Do you know what I mean? But when we do a verb, like if we're doing the verb kana, 
there's some grammar to learn around the word can, right? So, um, yeah, so, uh, so some of those lessons will be longer, but we'll try to keep all of them under five minutes. So it's literally something that you can literally, like when you get up in the morning, you're getting ready for work or whatever, or you get up a few minutes before the kids or whatever, just while you're having a coffee, you can just listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's five minutes of your day. And for it to accumulate and us to have that routine, it obviously implements the three things that I was talking about, about, um, about having routine, about setting yourself up for longevity and about really zoning in and focusing and prioritizing on the things you do need to learn and not prioritizing on the things that you don't. Um, you know, you know, it's a, it's a great objective to want to learn everything, but, um, but, but when, when we have a deadline and focus, we, it's not the time now to be, um, you know, equipping yourself um, with um, Egyptian tongue twisters, even though they're hilarious and, and brilliant. Um, it's not the time right now to be learning Egyptian tongue twisters when we have a strict deadline. So let's run through some of them, inshallah, to give you guys some words. So the first most used word in the Qur'an is just the word min. Min is a preposition, or in Arabic we call it a harf jar. Um, yeah, it's from or of. Um, yeah, um, a lot of languages kind of have that... Um, um, have that, um, you know, sort of joining of meanings between from and of. And actually in English, when we think about it, like if I say, I am of, um, I am of a certain country, I'm of this lineage, you know what I mean? It's very similar to saying you're from, right? Um, so some examples from the Quran, I mean, one that the document has in front of me is in Surah Al-Falaq. It says, مِن شَرِّ مَا خَلَق مِن شَرِّ مَا خَلَق So مِن شَرِّ, like from, from, from the evil, مَا خَلَق of that he created, from the evil that he created. Um, yeah, so min, you, you know, you probably, probably most students when they first learn it, they kind of learn that they say أَنَا min and then whatever country you're from. Um, that's probably one of the first ways that students learn it. But that, that word is used 3,226 times in the entire Qur'an. Bear in mind as well, and listen carefully when I say this, um, there are a total of 77,429 words in the whole Qur'an. So, you know, approximately 77,000 words in the Qur'an. And if we were to think, like, more than 3,000 are just that one word. You know, 3,000 of them are just that one word. Um, yeah, which is, which is awesome, isn't it, if you think about it? I mean, so, so, so if a word were to be 1% of the whole Qur'an... Um, yeah, if a word were to be 1% of the whole Qur'an, it would need to be, what, 7,000, wouldn't it? So I suppose half a percent of the Qur'an is just the word min, <laughs> which is pretty crazy, isn't it, subhanAllah? Okay, yes, yeah, so the word min, from or of. So if you have the min Allahi, okay, min Allahi would be from Allah, which brings us to the second word. The word Allah, Allahu. Obviously, um, that makes sense. That is one of the most frequent words, occurring two thousand six hundred and ninety-nine times. Um, so those two combined, pretty much, um, pretty much, we have six thousand occurrences of just those two words of min and Allah. So if you just remember that min Allahi would be from Allah. Um, that's something that min does, by the way. Um, it will put a kasrah on the word that comes after it most of the time. Min Allahi. So if you remember min Allahi from Allah, okay, this lesson, this podcast is min Allahi. It's a come from, it's come to you from Allah, min Allahi from Allah. The next word is just the word la, la meaning no or not. Um, it's a way of making verbs negative, and it's just a way of saying no, um, and that occurs two thousand three hundred and twenty-three times. Just meaning, yeah, it means 
It has a few uses. I mean, you can stick it before verbs. So, for example, if we're saying something like يقرأ, he's reading or he reads. لا يقرأ, he's not reading or he doesn't read. Um, لا يقرأ, it also has a term. When we say لا إله, when we say there is nothing worthy of worship, there is no God, with a little g, no God. Um, لا إله, that's called لا النافية للجنس. We just say like, no God. Um, and because we put a fatha after it, it's like, it's like there is nothing worthy of worship. Um, cool. Next we have um, we have the word fi. Okay, fi occurs one thousand seven hundred times in the Quran. Um, yeah, that's the fourth most occurring word in the entire Quran. Fi. Um, yeah, fi just means in, and it's also a preposition, just like um, just like min is. So if we're going to say like in Allah, um, it would be like fillahi, fillahi. Um, good. Um, yeah, I mean, a very, a very common occurrence of it is you hear فِي wal ard, like in the heavens and the earth فِي wal ard. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so we've got min over 3,000 times Allah more than 2,000 times la more than 2,000 times fi 1,700 times Next is the word inna inna means indeed There is a whole lesson in my program called inna wa akhawatuha um, or anna wa akhawatuha um, yeah, and, and they, they kind of have some rules tied to them, bismillah. That, um, you know, if we would say something like, indeed Allah, we'd say, innallaha. You know, the, the word that comes after it is mansub, um, or has a fatah on it. We'd say, innallaha, indeed Allah. Um, I'll try to make a sentence out of these, by the way, because out of those words, like, indeed Allah, not, in, from, or something. Um... You know, we could say like, um, you know, in Allah, in Allah fi, like indeed Allah is in, in Allah fi, indeed Allah is in. You know, if we'd say something like as like in the skies or something, um, you know, in Allah fi samat or something like that. We don't tend to say that Allah is in the sky. You know, I mean, Allah is above above the skies, on His throne, on His arsh. Um, but you know, we could we could probably make some sentences just out of this. Perhaps throughout the hundred days, perhaps we'll try to do a little paragraph in Arabic that uses all of these words in it, and you just learn that paragraph, and then you know it all. Or or a poem would be even better if we could create a poem out of it. That'd be that'd be awesome. Okay, so anyway, so we have the words min, Allah, la, fi, inna. And the next word, number six, is the verb qala. Um, this is the first verb. It is by far the most used verb in the Quran. Um, Occurring 1,618 times. That actually contradicts what another one of the documents says. Another one of the documents says 1,710 or something. But, um, but, but either way, between 1,618 and between 1,700 and something, it's, it's only like you know, 50 words or whatever, 100 words or so difference anyway. But um, yeah, so the verb qala, qala means to say. It, it can also mean to like have a sleep in the afternoon. Um, and both of those uses are used in the Qur'an. Um, for example, if we have the word qa'il, we use the active participle, it can be that someone is sleeping. There is a passage in Surah Al-A'raf or something, وَهُمْ and, and they were and they were sleeping. Um, but another time, um, like in Surah Yusuf, for example, um, there's a passage, قَالَ قَائِلٌ مِّنْهُمْ لَا تَقْتُلُوا يُوسُفٌ You know, a qa'ilun, a speaker from them. A qa'il can be a speaker or it can be a sleeper. Um, you can always, you can, you can pretty much always tell from the context, but um, 
But yeah, qala, the, the verb to say. Another cool thing to know is that when you, when you say, for example, if you say something like, he said that, usually the word for that is anna, okay? But with, but with qali, you say inna. It's just a little rule um, to remember. It's a really common mistake that people make. Um, perhaps I'll add it to grammar time um, next week, maybe. I'll add it to my notes. Those of you on the podcast, sorry guys, I'm rustling around a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's that. that is a common mistake that I've seen sometimes. So I'm going to do that in next week's episode of Grammar Time. I'll, I'll teach people about it. Grammar Time is a show that I do every Thursday on my YouTube channel where we go over sort of four, five, six common grammar mistakes. Um, yeah, but it is a it is a mistake to say qala en or qala enna. Um, you, you you should say in qala in or qala inna to say he said that. Cool. Okay, let's get the ball rolling. So, yeah, I'll say a few more things about qala. I mean, qala is a hollow verb, meaning well, the classical term is edgeworth um, for a verb that has an elephant in the middle. But the present tense is qala, and then it's yaqulu if it's t- to say, but it's qala yaqilu if it's um, he sleeps. comes from the word qailula, which means a siesta. A like a sleep in the afternoon. Um, cool. So, so yeah, it's no surprise that qala is the, the most common verb used in the Qur'an. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how these words are calculated, how, how these um, frequencies are calculated, if it's just that word used on its own or if it's various conjugations of it. I assume it's various conjugations of it, but um, yeah. The next word is الذي. الذي is a relative pronoun. Um, just means who or which or that. So, for example, you might hear things like, um, he is the one who created the heavens and the earth. For example, هو الذي خلق السماوات والأرض. You know, he is the one who. Um, yeah, um, so it's like saying the one who or that or something like that. Um, you know, you know, and it will, um, it will usually be followed by a verb. Um, yeah, الذي فتح الباب. You know, the, the man who opened the door. الرجل الذي فتح الباب. Yeah, is a actually a, um, a a joining together of a number of different. Things actually, there's sort of elephant and lamb, the L at the beginning, and then there's a, an, another lamb to be like f- four, and then it's from the word dhu, meaning to possess something. So, elevi, which is why there's a shadda on the lamb, because it's kind of elephant and lamb as in the, and then, then lamb as in four. So, it's like the four possessor or something. Yeah, well, that's kind of the components of it that are squished together to make that word. But elevi, very, very common. I mean, if, let me try to see if I can make a sentence out of using most of those. So, um, if we could say, Allahu, Allahu alladhi yaqal, Allahu alladhi yaqala, inna, inna fi. So, Allah is the one who says that indeed in, in the, the word ard, is number 23 on this list if we were to just borrow that for a minute so Allahu alladhi Allahu alladhi qala inna fil ard yeah Allah is the Allah is the one who says that in the earth you know just with that we have about about 10,000 were about 10,000 occurrences just by learning that you know you've got like serious percentage of the Qur'an, you know, you've, you know, you've got more than 10% of the Qur'an, just, just from that. Um, cool. So, um, nice. 
let's keep the ball rolling. We'll try to go through ten, inshallah. So the next is the word ala. This is the same ala as when we say assalamu alaykum. This alaykum is from ala. The kum is just meaning you. It's like you plural. Ka is you singular. Although you don't hear people say assalamu alayka. You don't, not as a greeting anyway. You do hear it in like um, du'as and stuff. But um, yeah, apparently it can even be considered rude sometimes to, to say it to people. Um, to say assalamu alayka to one person. Or assalamu alaykum to two people. You should just say assalamu alaykum, whoever it is. I was I remember once when, when we learnt the duel at university, there were two of my friends sitting behind me. And when we sort of came back, we had a little break because we used to do like three-hour lectures. We had a break in the movie, we came back and I said, Assalamu alaykum to the two of my friends. And my lecturer told me off for it. I was trying to be clever. I was, try I was trying to show off that I knew how to use the jewel, but I got told off for it. Anyway, so ala, it's just upon. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it means upon or on, ala, and that's used 1,445 times in the Qur'an, just the word ala. Um, but bear in mind, with these prepositions, I mean, a lot of these are prepositions, like in the top 10, four of them are prepositions. Um, bear in mind with prepositions, like, um, the, the, the main rule you need to know with them is that um, the word that comes after them has a kasra, that's the very simplified version of the rule. But also bear in mind that verbs in Arabic take different prepositions to what we do in English. So for example, we say things like, um, we think about, we say about, when we think about something. If I'm thinking about, if I'm thinking about a house, you know, my dream house or whatever, I'm thinking about my dream house. We can't just say, I'm thinking my dream house. Do you know what I mean? We, we have to say about. Just like in, just like when we say, I'm going to the mosque. We, have, we can't say, I'm going mosque, I'm going the mosque. We have to use prepositions with verbs. But Arabic doesn't necessarily use the same ones. So like in Arabic, thinking about, they don't say fekkara'an. They don't say thinking about. They say fi something. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, an example that I give often is the verb tekellama, means to speak. Um, when we speak about something, you can say tekellama'an. But it's actually sort of more fasih to say ala. You kind of speak upon something. You actually use tahaddatha'an. It's actually the way around. Tahaddatha means almost the same thing as what takallama does. But but really, strictly speaking, it should be ala and tahaddatha'an. Um, yeah, so, you know, so, so like in Arabic, you'd say things like, I'm speaking on something rather than about something. I'm, think, I'm thinking in something rather than about it. It's just something to bear in mind with prepositions. So next, okay, um, we have number nine, we'll do two more. We have the word li, meaning four. It's used 1,407 times. Um, yeah, I mean, it means four, but it also has a lot of other uses. Lam is used for a lot of different things as well. I, I don't know if this means that many occurrences um, just for... Um, just for that meaning, or if it's for other occurrences as well. Let's say it's for other occurrences as well, and we'll talk through it. I mean, the most simple, most simple way of remembering it is that it's li, and it means um, for, um, you know. So, um, for the boy, lil waladi, for the house, lil baiti. Um, but an another application of it is to say have. You know, if you say something like, I have a child, li waladun, it can mean to have something. Um, yeah, it can be used for possession, definitely, and it's also used for you know, a number of other things. The example this document gives is one, there, there, there is not to him from a defender. Yeah, there is no one who can sort of avert it or can, can avoid the punishment. 
Um, yeah, that, that's that's really similar wording to a verse in Surah Al-Ma'arij, which this reminds me of. لِلْكَافِرِينَ لَيْسَ لَهُ لَيْسَ لَهُ دَافِرْ he does not have a, a defender, a, a dafir or, or a, a, a voider or something like that. Um, that that's using it as possession, so I assume that in this, this document it is using it not just for meaning for, but using for, for have and, and other stuff too. So yeah, incredibly common word. That, that'll be a little bit of a longer lesson, just because le has a lot more applications than the word fi does, for example. And then the last one, this is the second verb. Now, of these top ten, only two of them are verbs. Um, is, unsurprisingly, again, the verb kana. Kana yakunu. Um, kana means to be. Um, it, it's sort of the closest thing that the Arabic language has to the verb to be. A lot of the time you don't actually need the word to be because you just create a sentence by saying something like, um, you know, al arabiya jamilatun. The Arabic, a beautiful. You know, Arabic is beautiful. That's kind of how you do it. Al qahwatu lavidatun. The coffee is delicious. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of how you how you create to be normally in Arabic. But the closest thing to it is the verb kana. And usually its job is to put something in the past tense. So for example, if we were to take either of those two sentences that I just mentioned, if we were to say something like al-arabiyyatu jamilatun, um, if, we to, if we wanted to make it in the past tense, we'd just put kanat before. It has to agree in, has to agree in gender, so we say kanat. So kanat al-arabiyyatu jamilatun. Or Jamila ten, it would have to be in that case if we're using Kana. Yeah, so so Kana's first superpower is to put it in the past tense. Second is that the what we call the khabar or the adjective or the thing that we're using to describe the to, to do our describing takes fathas. So that's why it's Jamila ten. Kana al Arabiyatu Jamila ten. Kana til Arabiyatu Jamila ten. You know the 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 Arabic was beautiful. I mean that sentence when I hear it, it sounds more like you're saying that an Arab woman is beautiful. If you're saying if you're saying an Arabiya, you're talking about like a female Arab. You're talking about an Arab Arab woman being beautiful rather than the Arabic language. Um, depending on the context, I mean, it would, it would usually be clear. If you're talking about the Arabic language, it'd be clearer. Um, yeah, and then the other one was al qahwatu ladidatun. So if we were to put kanat before it, kanat al qahwatu ladidatun. Um, yeah, so there's a bit of grammar that, that goes with using kana and some other attributes that kana has. But kana is used 1,358 times. That's awesome. So combined, I mean, if I just run through these. Um, there's about 15,000 uses there. So just of those 10 words, about 15,000 words. Of 77,000. I mean, what is that, like 20%? Is that 20% of the words in the Quran that we've just learned in the past five minutes? I don't know if my maths are right there, but yeah, I mean, it's 15,000. If there were 100,000 words in the Quran, it would obviously be 15%. But I mean, you know, if we just. Obviously, maths isn't my strong point, obviously. But yeah, it's basically like 20% of the Qur'an, I think, that we've just learned just now. Which blows my mind. So, so we're going to go to town on that. Um, so hopefully you're interested in, um, you know, in building your knowledge of how to use each of those and how to spot them in the Qur'an more. Um, so what we'll do is on the YouTube channel, inshallah, I'll put the audios here on the podcast as well for you guys. And yeah, 
every every week we'll do seven. This week we'll do ten because we need to catch up because we're we're actually ninety seven days away from Ramadan now, so we need to do an extra three. So we'll do ten this week, and um, and next week we'll do another seven. Um, completely for free. I'll put them on the podcast. I'll put them on the YouTube channel. I'll put them on Facebook as well. Um, and they're just going to be very short videos, um, under five minutes. Um, there's, if you're on the podcast, you won't miss out on anything um, because because I'm not going to do any screencasting or anything. I'm not going to do any, any animations or text on the screen or anything in the videos. Um, number one, because we're learning this so we can appreciate it in the Quran and in Tarawih. And in Tarawih, you're not going to be looking at it. You're just going to be hearing it. So that's why I'll plan the lessons in that way or deliver them like that. And also, it just eases the workload for me as well. If I can just put the camera on, we'll do one take, we'll just reel it out. Do you know what I mean? And then I'll do the editing and stuff and get it up online. Um, so that's it. Okay. So congratulations, guys. You have learned 20% of the Quran. Congratulations. Um, we have um, 50 seconds until I want to round up um, this uh, this podcast, inshallah. I don't want the recording to be more than half an hour. So I'll just sign out by saying thank you very much for listening. It means the world to me. If you haven't subscribed on the YouTube channel, on the podcast and stuff, please do so. Um, I really, really would love to have 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel before um, before the end of this month. That would, uh, that would make my day. Hope you guys are looking forward to the um, to the 100 day countdown to Ramadan. Um, make sure you're looking out for those videos, and um, yeah, enjoy. Don't forget to get, don't forget to get in touch if you want to ask anything. And I look forward to seeing you guys in uh, one of those videos. If you're on the YouTube channel, the next one of my normal publishing videos on the YouTube channel will be tomorrow's walkthrough. We're going to do something from the Omar series, um, something Arabic for you guys to listen to. So I'll see you guys then. A very warm assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.